laughing about this one. That was <clears throat> nicely put, it's, and it's true. The darkest hour is before the dawn. everybody, this is the happy hour on the Mutiny Radio.fm. This is the open mic where I don't give a shit. I'm your host, Pam Benjamin, and we are having a show every Friday from 6 to 7.45 because I don't have enough other shit to do in my life than to listen to your assholes' jokes. That's cool. Everybody wants to listen to them. I really, I do care a little. I give, I have, oh, I, I care as, as big as my dick is, and if you guys can guess how long that is, here we go. Uh, hey, it's Happy Hour, MutinyRadio.fm. Your first comedian up to the stage. Yeah, oh, we're getting, there's no song. This is not fantastic. This is me being a cunt face to all of you because I don't give a fuck. Uh, but I do want to give you stage time, so I care enough to do that. Put your hands together for your very first comedian. Yay, it's Sid Singh. Yay! Yeah, that's right. She doesn't give a fuck about us. It feels hurtful. I thought we were friends. We hang out once a week. Uh, I feel like I just lost a friend, you guys. I lost a friend and I gained stage time. Uh, so this is working out. My career is working out. Uh, man, I got very drunk last night. And drunk Sid's just a weirder dude than me. Like, he's, he's probably a nicer person than me and a better, like, he's a go-getter. But he's still a nice person. I don't know. How, I, basically, I woke up to a series of texts where I both tried to hit on a girl and also offer her my couch if she was too drunk to drive. Like, I was, I was like, yo, girl, you want this? But if you don't, you can still crash on my couch. <laughs> I want to assure you I have extra blankets and pillows for you. <laughs> Unless you want this. Like, it was, a, it was weird. It was very weird. And that's, I missed I that version of Drunk Sid. I went to a real phase, man. Where, like when I was in Scotland, I was, I was on tour, and I would just, and everyone in Scotland can outdrink you, do you understand? But they still want you to try. Like that's <laughs> the way it works. And so I was getting so drunk that I was just having new drinking experiences, right? Things I'd never done drunk before. Like my second or third night there, I got so drunk that when I unblacked out, uh, I was at the gym. <laughs> Yeah. Has that ever happened to you guys? You ever get so drunk that you become responsible? Because that was new. And it happened. By the way, when I say I woke up at the gym, I don't mean like I, like I unblacked out and I was like in a corner. I mean, I unblacked out and I was on an elliptical machine. Do you understand? I was going at it. I was like, we got to finish mile three. Who's we? I don't know, but I was doing it. <laughs> and the worst part was is in Scotland, everyone else was still having normal drinking experiences that I just couldn't relate to. You know, they were like, man, I got so drunk, woke up with this chick, don't even know her name. And I'm like, yeah, man, I got so drunk, I vacuumed for an hour. Uh, I don't, I don't know. My place is spotless. I, uh, I think I got ahead of my taxes. Uh, it's weird, man. It's just weird being that person. Uh, I think, I, 
as a liberal, I think we get a lot done if we either focused on gun control or stopped focusing on endangered animals. I think if we gave up on one of those, we'd be able to pass the other one, you know? Like, I think I was talking about this last week. If we let all the wolves die, we wouldn't be able to control the moose population or we would ha- finally have something to let the gun nuts use their guns for. You know, it's like, you stop shooting up schools and start shooting all these moose that we let, wild, let wild roam free. Like, I feel like that way everyone's like mildly unhappy, which is better than just like terribly unhappy. Uh, I'm just trying to talk about really, really sad progress, you guys, that's all. I don't know. I'm starting to realize that I am not as smart as much as I own a pair of glasses. Do you understand? Like, I think I get away with a lot of stuff because people are like, oh, come on. Obviously, he has poor vision. He knows what he's doing. Like, I don't think you can get into law school because you own a pair of glasses. But I do think I got into law school because I own a pair of glasses. I do think that is what happened. And now I'm trying to do the work, and I don't understand any of it. But I feel like I'm getting away with it. Like, I feel like they don't... Like, I don't know. Do you guys know what jurisprudence means? I don't. Uh, (laughs) But I've learned about it for the last two months. I should. And yet, here's the thing, anyone who wants to will ask me about jurisprudence because I look like I fucking know what jurisprudence looks like. I look like I invented the word to help explain it to, to you guys. All right, guys, I'm Sid Sick. You have a nice time. Peace. Sid Sick, put your hands together, let him hear it all. Yeah. <laughs> guys, listen to the happy hour comedy open mic here on mutinyradio.fm. Ethan's about to give me tokens so that I can get a beverage out of the amazing machine. But our next comedian, I don't know, oh, there he is. I see the back of his head and the, and the reflection of his glasses. He's about to burn ants if we could get any light in this goddamn place. Put your hands together. It's Eric Krasner. Keep it going, guys. Keep it for Pam. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Sure. Keep it. Yeah. You kept it going. Good. Shout out to the new locks in the bathroom. Now, of course, that was Ethan. I know it was you, baby. I know it was you. Ethan Mouth, that was me, as if anyone else has ever fixed anything here. Um, I've shat without a lock probably upwards of 50 times in the past two or three months. Uh, it was the most thrilling part of my week was shitting without a lock. I sometimes, sometimes I do the uh, pinch the doorknob and brace my hand on the side of the wall maneuver. That's a classic. <laughs> Try to hold the door closed with one hand. It's, it's, not, it's not that I think I'm going to stop people from opening the door. It's that like they're going to feel resistance when they try to open the door. And they're going to be like, oh, there's someone shitting in there. <laughs> And sometimes I wouldn't, because I'm really focused on my shit. What are people going to see? What are people really going to see my pecker? Is that what I'm afraid of? You guys are going to see my pecker? You guys are going to see my schlong, huh? You going to see my schlong and my pecker? I've got, I've got two things, and I call them different words. I've got my schlong and my pecker. My, peckers, my pecker is much gentler than my, my schlong. My schlong is... My schlong is very mighty, and my pecker is just adorable. And they're not, they're not both penises, by the way. <laughs> I'll leave you to guess which one is which and which one isn't a penis. 
I don't actually have a penis. <laughs> I only have a schlong and a pecker. I am the fourth gender. <laughs> I am the, or, or sex, because it's not about your genitals. Your gender is not about your genitals, man. It's about how you identify. It's about how you present yourselves. Don't. If anyone here is a closeted trans or non-binary person, I'm sorry for erasing your identity. Um, while trying to come out as a schlong and pecker owner, <laughs> presenting and identifying as a uh, male. Male, yeah. Uh, just, just pretty traditional X, XY chromosomed slash penis having, you know, but only only because of the paradigm, not because that's what I believe makes you a man. All right, Lushy, so if you want to come out as any any gender, you, maybe you don't maybe you don't have a shong or a pecker, maybe you've got a dong, <laughs> maybe you've got a hoo-ha, maybe you've got a yeah, 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 yeah. maybe you've got a I don't I don't care. I don't care what you got or what you identify as having or wanting. That's it's I like I like the horn light because it's good punctuation on a riff that has just trailed off. <laughs> it's good. It's good. It makes me makes me feel like instead of trailing off, I ended it neatly on a hilarious button. Uh, so, in conclusion. Just so everybody can remember, uh, now there's a beverage machine in the back, so no one can ever bomb because the beverage machine hums a happy tune to your shitty jokes. Your next comedian, he's actually guest hosting on November 6th. Very excited about that. Our first guest host here on the happy hour. Uh, put your hands together. Everyone, it's Jonah Pollock. Oh, is he not here? Is he seriously not here? <laughs> Clearly, he doesn't give a shit either. No one gives a shit about the happy hour. That's hilarious. But our next comedian on the list just walked in. He's like a, he's like a phoenix from the ashes. The ashes, I just burned the show to the ground, just like in flames. Oh, I didn't know John Apollo was here. But who rises from the ashes? Who? In the appropriate t-shirt? Why, yes, it's your favorite lumberjack. <laughs> My favorite lumberjack. I shouldn't say yours. It's not fair. Uh, but he's, <laughs> I love his burner Herzog bullshit. Put your hands together. Stefan Massey. Thank you. Thank you. Is this thing on? Yes, it is. Uh, <laughs> okay. Uh, uh, Pam mentioned my uh, Werner Herzog impression. I, I believe I'm uh, becoming fairly well known for that. Uh, but tonight I have... Uh, put together a new uh, impression, uh, and I'm uh, a little uh, unsure about it, to say the least, so I'm gonna take it, uh, get it out of the way. Um, so my dad, uh, he's really into bicycling. Uh, he was watching uh, the Tour de France when it was on a few months ago, and he told me that one night after watching that day's uh, stage, he went up to bed, and he was so juiced from watching these effete European dudes cycling through the French countryside that he couldn't get to sleep. World's lamest contact high. 
um, a lot of my family is, is really into cycling, and they have been trying to get me into it. And I've said uh, a few times that I feel about cycling the same way uh, Louis Farrakhan feels about white people. Uh, some of them are all right, but by and large, they're assholes. And that got me thinking, what would it be like if Louis Farrakhan were to berate bicyclists? I think it goes something like this. The cycling man in America has no respect, none whatsoever, for anyone else on the road. When they mount their wheeled engines of destruction, they are breaking ranks with their brothers and sisters and becoming an ungodly mixture of man and machine. No one who drives a car, walks down the street, or rides a motorcycle is safe from these cyborg Satanists. <laughs> all right, all right. <laughs> thank you, thank you. Um, my, uh, my brother moved home recently. Uh, and we've been hanging out a lot, and uh, after one such hangout sesh, uh, my, brother, my dad took me aside and he said, uh, Sean seem more mature to you? And I said yes, but uh, given that I'm the guy that he's trying to give a titty twister to on a daily basis still, I'm perhaps not the best audience for that question. Um, uh, got a lot of relatives. Um, had some of uh, my German relatives in town uh, a couple months back, and I like hanging out with them, but because between their imperfect grasp of the English language and my just general awkwardness, we, we meet nicely in the middle. It's, 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 it's good. Um, they, were, they were lovely. They came out to support me here at Mutiny Radio. Um, and uh, they were, uh, Pam was having a raffle, and she, uh, my uncle won a bottle of weed tincture. And uh, there was something lost in translation because he didn't get that it was um, that it had pot in it, he just thought it was weed flavored or something, so he did a whole dropper of it. And then halfway back to the car, he turns to me and he says, uh, Stefan, there was marijuana in it? And at that point, he turned to his wife and decided maybe she should drive. Um, uh, one day, <laughs> sorry. One day, my, uh, my cousin who was staying, who was staying with us, uh, uh, we had, when we had that earthquake, um, I got up and I came into his room and he was basically still asleep and I was like, didn't, didn't you feel that? that we, there was an earthquake. And he says, oh shit, is that what that was? I thought somebody just farted real loud. Um, I, I uh, as Pam said, I do have a great fondness for Werner Herzog. Um, my favorite movie of his is uh, Cave of Forgotten Dreams, a favorite movie of his that I've seen anyway. Um, and in it, they, they go into this, uh, cave that houses what most people believe are the first drawings ever done by people. And you realize watching it that it was made by someone who had ADHD, recovered, and then lapsed in the final days in the editing room. Because the last two minutes of the movie are just him going to this site with these albino alligators that have been mutated by radiation and just making no attempt whatsoever to tie it back thematically to these paintings. Like he, he was saying to us, man, these mutant lizards in this cave that's from the beginning of time, it really makes you think. No, Werner, it doesn't. Uh, I've been Stefan Massey. Thanks, guys. Yay! Stefan Massey! Stefan Massey! Uh, hey, our next comedian, I don't think he's here. Chris Ville isn't here, is he? I don't see his... His L.A. I haven't felt the smugness of Los Angeles walk into this room yet, so I'm going to assume he's not here! Ha! But our next comedian is... 
Uh, hey, put your hands together, everybody. It's Sanj Noah. Yay! So, uh, I know uh, Bill Cosby. The Bill Cosby news is old. Like the women he raped. Uh, no, seriously, guys. Honestly, like, people... <laughs> People are saying, like, people are still saying he's innocent. Like, I'm sure some of the women are lying. Like, I'm sure some of them are. Some of them are imposters. But, like, 50-plus women have come forward, okay? Like, even if we say Bill Cosby's not a serial rapist, could we at least say he's a rapist? Like, something? Workplace sexual harassment? Like, something, you know? Like, I know guys have gotten more jail time for public urination. Like, it's fucking ridiculous. Sesame Street has come out with a... Uh, their first autistic character, which, yeah, which was, uh, it was pretty surprising because I always thought everyone on the show was autistic. <laughs> like fucking, like El 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 Elmo talks to a goldfish, man. Like count, he just fucking compulsively counts everything. One, two, three, one, two, one, two. God damn it. All the characters are multicolored from the Mercury. No? <laughs> okay. I don't know, man. I don't know whose idea was that, you know? Because, like, normal kids don't want to watch the autistic kid. Like, autistic kids don't want to watch autistic kids, you know? They think they're normal because they're autistic, you know? Like, it's not... Like, who's going to watch that? I don't know. Let me think. <laughs> let, me, let me think. Let me think. Okay, I used to work in a department store. And uh, one time at closing, when we were closing up shop, a black gentleman walked into the store. And it was, like, pretty awkward, you know? Because, like, I'm racially sensitive, but I had to tell him, like, sir, we're closed. And he just gave me this look, like, oh, we're closed. Okay, I see how it is. It's like, no, sir, you, you don't, or you would have seen the closed sign outside on the front door. And then I just looked at him, and he looked at me, and then I emptied the cash register while he held me at gunpoint, guys. That's uh, what happened. Let me think. Let me think. Okay. I like uh, spraying crackheads with baby powder. <laughs> It's fucking hilarious, just making fun of crackheads. I walk on market to get here, and it's, it's great, guys, because when they get pissed at you, they try to chase you. And, like, to outrun a crackhead, you just have to run. Guys, forwards. That's fucking it. All right, let's, <laughs> let me think of something. Beyonce is another topic. Do you guys remember when Beyonce was a symbol of female empowerment? Like, in 2008, she was, like, a proud single lady, and now she's married to her pimp. Jay-Z, no, okay, okay. This is new stuff, guys, let me think, let me think. Uh, okay, sometimes I feel a little underappreciated. I feel undervalued. You know, when that happens, I just put on a wife beater and run around a Gucci outlet store. Like, all, all eyes are on me, guys. Cause like, I know I'm not gonna buy anything, they know I'm not gonna buy anything, and we both know I'm probably gonna steal something, you know? It's just fucking true. I like touching everything in the store because the manager and I both know no one can buy it after that, you know? Like, I just moonwalking around in $2,000 shoes. He's just looking at me. Sir, are you going to buy those shoes? Uh, not if I can steal them, you know? <laughs> can you just turn around for one second and give me a chance? Thank you, guys. Yay! Watch you walk out the door with your shoes. Hide your shoes. From Sam. I mean, Sand. Noah, yay, yay. Hey guys, uh, your next comedian, uh, 
he is, uh, I've seen him be funny from time to time. Right now he's looking at his notebook intensively. And then now he knows he's up. Yay. Hey, put your hands together, everybody. It's William Lushbow. Oh. This one? Whatever one, it's all up to you, dude. Oh, man, that's cool. I left my phone here the whole time and it didn't get stolen, right? Don't you guys like that? What a safe space. But that is the glory of having a shitty phone. <laughs> you could just leave your phone anywhere and people don't take it. They just go, who left this shit here? It's in, clean it up. Someone clean it up. It's making it dirty. <sighs> it's funny from time to time. Uh, I'm just kidding, I'm not. Oh man, this is so good. You guys, this is a, I like comedy, a bunch of edgy people, right? You guys are so different than the the norm, right? I used to think that, like people try to like sort of rebel by not going to college, but statistically speaking, most young adults don't go to college or even graduate. So if you actually want to be a bad boy, you'd fucking study hard and get a you know study hard in college and get that degree, you know. If you want to fucking rebel against the society, listen to your mom and dad, bro. That's what you need to do. No one listens to their mom and dad. Go to church, bro. Go against the grain and start praying and become Catholic. That's how you... All these fucking people are getting into atheism and they're dropping out of college. Listen to mom and dad. Don't get a tattoo. Don't get a tattoo. Don't be like the rest of the crowd, okay? Keep that body nice and don't even... Just get a tan. Oh, I got a conservative family, man. Do you ever have that? Yeah. yeah. I feel like at first, like, you think, oh, man, like, my mom and dad aren't that Republican, you know? Like, they're like John McCain, you know what I'm saying? Like, moderate or some shit, right? But then they get a Facebook. <laughs> and you see them on Facebook, you're like, damn, my dad hella hates Muslim people and shit. You know what I mean? Like... I don't know. I don't think I'm going to share that, Dad. I don't know. Then <laughs> uh, I thought one time, I thought like my mom was going to progress with her views on gay rights because she was watching American Idol and there's a lot of gay people on there. And, um, and there was one singing and I could tell she really enjoyed it. But then after the performance, she was just like, well, that queer, he can sing. I was like, progress, baby. Um, it may not look like it, but I used to be a very violent child, preteen. I would get in fights. Con I had a rage problem. I'd always be in fights. Uh, I don't know if you ever had this. Have you ever had this where you are so angry before a fight that you have to take off someone else's earrings? What? I know. You think it's a good joke? Okay. <laughs> you didn't like it? Then why did you scream at me? <laughs> you didn't get it? Because you know how like uh, people, like women, or some women get into fights and then they take off like their earrings and stuff. And so I thought it'd be funny because I'm not, I identify as man, you know, as man. And then so I take off someone else. I don't wear earrings. I'm not even wearing them, you know? Honk, honk. Honk, honk. Um, so yeah, I like Google, man. Google wants to know about me, right? That's dope. 
Like Google knows I, I fucking meditated and wa wanted to figure out how to do it, right? And my parents still think I believe in God and shit. You know what I mean? Like, I love Google. I want Google to get more involved in my privacy because it actually wants to get to know me. Google is like a mother to me. And you all need to quit talking shit on her. Okay, my name is William Leshbaugh. Good night. Well, I'm thinking that the people that pre-signed on the internet maybe thought that the show wasn't from 6 to 8 because none of them are here and they're all douchebags. But it'll be funny when the real show happens at 8 and then it's like booked and they show up and they're like, what's up? And I'm like, you didn't read the internet. How stupid are you? Uh, but hey, uh, another comedian who wasn't here is back, so we're going to put him up right next. Uh, I, I smelled the flavor of... Um, L.A. waft into the room. It smelled like Dodger dogs and uh, pretentiousness. And I knew that he was here, and I was very excited about it. So, guys, please put your hands together. It's Chris Bill. I was confused about what time it started. Sorry. Um, what do I want to talk about? We should talk about... Uh, yeah, um, I know when, when I started doing stand-up, I tried to like experiment with a bunch of personalities, try to see what persona I wanted to be, which is weird because you should just be yourself is what I realized. But like one of the things I tried to be is an asshole. I just wanted to be angry, see how that went on stage. So I got on this one stage, it was in LA, and I just started yelling at the crowd. I was like, fuck you. And, uh, but it wasn't really fuck you, it was more like fuck me because I was talking about like suicide because I was still on that phase of comedy where I was like, ah, I'm gonna fucking kill myself. I bled on my knee and I, ah, it was just weird. It was the worst thing to scream about. It was like 10 times what I just did right now because I don't, I don't have that in me anymore. But then people laughed, you know, people laughed at what I was saying and I was like, oh man, maybe this, this is gonna work. But then I recorded that set. I went into my car, I listened to it and I was, I was hearing the laughs and they sounded like very nervous. They were like, <laughs> like I think they were just afraid that I was gonna kill them like for real if they didn't laugh. So they're like, laugh, laugh at him, laugh at him, or else who knows what he's gonna do. This suicide might turn into a homicide. Speaking of uh, that, I watched Taxi Driver last night, and I was I st I started like. Realizing, because the whole thing is about this guy that kills people, or thinks about it and stuff. And then while I was watching that movie, I had to pause it, because I was watching it in a library, because a bunch of people went out and they started making noises. Just two guys were like playing slide, 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 slide with their hands or something, whatever. It was annoying. I was like, ah, I can't hear the movie. I was like, oh, fuck, what's gonna, what am I going to do? And then in that moment, th this thought came into my head, and it was live, <laughs> being around. Okay. Being homicidal is a side effect of living with people. And um, I was very proud of that thought when I had it, you know? I was very, I felt like I had to give myself a pat on the back, because, you know, and it's, um, I'll work on that. That was just a new thought I came out with, and um, maybe something will happen one day. Um, oh, I have a little sister, and I know growing up, the expected thing to do with your siblings is to fight. You're supposed to not agree on anything, just, just claw at each other. And my sister and I lived up to those expectations completely. We hated each other growing up. It was bad. And I remember w 
one time we went to Target and we were fighting over this plastic spider and for no reason, it was like December, it wasn't for Halloween or anything, we were just fighting over this spider. We don't even like spiders, it was stupid. But then like, she reached out, she was like four and I was like eight and she scratched my face right here and it left a scar, it was 17. It stayed there till I was like 17, honestly. Like it's gone now, but it was there. And I remember I was mad, but not because she scratched me in the face. I was mad because she didn't scratch me here. Because I wanted to be Harry Potter, you know? I was like, fuck, you have to leave a scar up here, you stupid bitch. Come on, sister. I hate you. Now she's really the only one I like of my whole family. Things change. She got rid of all the problems in the beginning. Um, thank you. I had one more. Oh, there was a, uh, I, was walk I walk a lot and um, walking down the street and I was like, uh, when I walk, I'm just like, fuck everything, you know, just, I just, nothing sad, just, nothing supposed, nobody's supposed, nobody's trying to live up to my expectations of what I expect people to be. I don't even, but for some reason, I know that, but for some reason, I expect people to follow my criteria of what they're supposed to be when they're around me, which is stupid. Like I see people walking and if somebody just stops f to look at a building, I'm just like, what the fuck are you so curious about? Just keep going, it's just a building. I was just stupid anger. But then today I was walking, I was just uh, and then I saw this, this little boy in a Robin Hood costume walking a corgi on a leash. And I was like, that just excuses everything that's ever happened, you know? Thanks guys for your time. Um, I think that maybe the next two people on the list didn't realize what it meant. That They thought that maybe they were, they just can't read the internet. You know, it's okay. And both of them are like over 35. And when people over 35 can't read, I don't give a fuck. But your next comedian is going to be really funny because he's just going to skip the list because those people aren't here. Put your hands together. Everybody, it's Jason Balforth. Oh man, that's so great. I love I love going on earlier because people don't show up. Mm. Oh man, Yelp. Yelp is getting out of control. It's official. It, it happened. Uh, I got a job recently. My manager said that he wanted me to give the restaurant a good Yelp review. And I don't know if I feel comfortable with my terms of employment, including like, you know, just saying like four stars, great place, great staff. Give me money. Um... I mean, like, even more out of control. I had a friend get out of jail recently. Yeah, because I have those kinds of friends. And uh, he said, I didn't like it. Didn't have a good time. It wasn't very fun. I'm going to leave him a bad Yelp review. And I said, jails don't have Yelp reviews. No, they totally have fucking Yelp reviews. In fact, Denver Correctional has four stars and good friends, good CEOs, good food. Would recommend to a friend. God, it's, it's out of control. Everything has a Yelp page. And I think the only thing that would have a positive Yelp review would be a meth house because it'd be like five stars, meth was here. <laughs> I mean, you just can't, you can't get around it. And I mean, like, I don't know how entitled we are as a culture or as a society where we think that everyone gives a fuck about our opinion and how many Michelin stars we want to give a place. But, and I mean, like, we all have friends and family and relationships, right? Like, everyone? No, bunch of misanthropic bastards. Because uh, uh, now there's people, which is, you know, the Yelp for people. 
So now if you wanted to know what all your friends, family, coworkers, and whatever thought about you, accompanied by a little star, now you can. I don't. I like to keep that shit private. I think I like to go to the zoo just to talk shit to all the wild animals at the zoo. I like to go like up to the tiger cage and be like, one word, son, boo. Because that's the only way I'll ever be able to talk shit to a tiger, mountain lion, lion, bear, any, any sort of dangerous animal. I mean, to put this in perspective, I was up on Ocean Beach, and I saw a raccoon, and I looked in his eyes, and I thought, this raccoon's going to fuck me up. I better cross the street and walk the other way. But I mean, like, you go to the zoo, and the animals don't even look like they're trying anymore. Like, you see a lion, and it yawns, and everyone's taking pictures, and you're like, it's yawning. I wish people would take pictures of me when I yawn. Actually, yeah, no, I'll, I'll stand by that. <laughs> oh, man. So uh, I did get a job recently because, you know, all this and all this wasn't paying the bills. And um, I found out while I was working at my job, I'm a hoe. And I found this out when this old man came in and, you know, kind of bent me over the barrel with customer service. And, um, but then he put a 20 in my tip jar and I was ready to suck some cock. <laughs> but, um, I mean, like, that's how it goes. Actually, um, you know, like, I love when people put money in the tip jar because when they, you know, when they have to look you in the eye when you make their coffee and shit and they're just kind of like... I'm gonna put a dollar in here, that's my spit insurance. It happens, I've seen it. I'm just letting you all know in advance. Uh, one final joke because I got the horn. Uh, I find that with the amount of time I spent on the internet, I've learned one hard truth and that hard truth is the comments on porn websites are way nicer than the comments on YouTube. And I'll leave you all with that. I think that you should do a pun with your own name and be like, I'm Jason Bombforth. <laughs> Bombing, bombing stages all over San Francisco. I'm sorry. I love you. I thank you for supporting Mutiny Radio. Our next comedian, he supports Mutiny Radio in more ways than you understand. Everybody right now, clap for the locks in the bathroom. Clap for the locks in the bathroom, you dicks. Clap for it. And keep that clap going for the man who did it, Ethan Albers. <laughs> Almost done. <laughs> Hello, how's everybody? That was good. Free, uh, free, 
Pam said I put locks in the bathroom. I did do that. I only did that because uh, somebody walked into my girlfriend pooping in there. So I was like, oh, got to fix that, guys. I want to get laid. Oh, man. I don't appreciate you laughing. No, I don't. Here's the thing, guys. Here's the thing. Like, I want to, you want, you got to, it's like training. If you want to train somebody, you have to ignore the behavior you don't want and reward the good behavior. Does that make sense? You guys, are you guys? Yes, it makes sense. Make, okay, it makes complete sense. Like right now we silence, so I were, I'll see, and then I give him candy. <laughs> no, I gotta ignore the behavior. He just laughed. See, you just have to know. Sometimes it takes a while. It takes a while. You really have to just see. Look, he's being a good, and then you reward him. See, that's how that works. Reward the behavior. Ignore the bad behavior. That's how you get a good person, guys. That's all I'm saying. I was in uh, I was in a fast food restaurant. Ah, Jack in a Box. I, I eat a Jack in a Box. Not McDonald's, a little better, you know. I was eating there today, and this guy uh, comes in a wheelchair. This uh, black guy. It doesn't matter. He's black, not, kinda, and uh, not really, not really. But for this, it does, because he comes in in a wheelchair. Uh, with missing a leg, but he doesn't come in like a normal way. He comes in, and there's like nobody in this lobby, but he opens the door and screams, get out of my way! Get out of my way! And like everybody's like, who the fuck's in this way? He's like, watch where I'm going! And he like wheels the bathroom, and he starts pounding on both locked doors. Then he goes to the, the girls and starts pounding on it. Who's in there? I need to use this! And he turns around, these motherfuckers gotta have respect! I'm like, Wow! And then he comes, he goes in the bathroom. Somebody comes over. Oh, I'm so sorry. Can I help you out anyway? Because he's in a fucking wheelchair. No. No. Bad person. Don't do that. It doesn't matter he's in a wheelchair and he's missing a leg. He's normal. That's just the cards that were dealt to him. It's another form of normal. It doesn't give him an excuse. We all have to deal with reality. This is reality. Some people walk. Others don't. <laughs> and like, I just like, if he was a human, like, and then when he went to go leave, there was a pregnant lady like within two feet of the door and he screams, again, move out of my way. And like her husband's like, hey, you don't need to talk to people like that. And I just wish it was okay to just push him over. Just push him completely over. But it's not. And you know why that's not right? That's not doing him any good. By being like that. He's just, in, he's not learning. See? Like that. He's learned. He's not learning. Like, how did I learn not to run my mouth in a bar? I ran my mouth in a bar and got hit. That's how that works. Like five different times. I'm still doing it when I drink. That's why I quit drinking, actually. Still haven't quite learned it. But I'm saying, what I'm saying is it should be legal to push over handicapped people. If they're being assholes, it's reality. That's what I'm saying. Such a good boy. And there's a round of applause for Chris Kanatzer, my new human slave. Thank you guys, have a wonderful night. Hey, Adrian, Amos. This is 
new training methods will be out on a DVD coming to a computer near you. Hopefully he'll get an app. Click, click. All right, so, uh, oh, that got my boyfriend. Yay! Yay! Everybody give it up for my boyfriend, Jonathan Moore. Yay! Uh, please listen to his awesome show Thursday nights, 6 to 8, if you give a shit about sports. It's called The JV Show. If you have a fantasy football team and you're not listening to this show, you're dumb because he's, like, crushing his league right now with his weird names. He has, you have the Benjamin guy on your team, right? Yes, he does. That's right. It's all about the Benjamins, you dickbags. I'm just saying, I don't know shit about fantasy football, but if there's a Sean in the name, like Marshawn or Alshon or LaShawn or DeShawn, they're probably good at football. But you should probably listen to the JV show every Thursday from 6 to 8 to find out what's really happening in the NFL because I only watch it while I'm having sex. Hey, our next comedians aren't here. I don't see them, so we're just going to move to another one on the list. Hey guys, put your hands together. It's a very funny Kevin Botch! Um, I was doing a word search recently with my girlfriend. Uh, we've been seeing together, seeing each other for two months, but we've really been married for 40 years because that's what we do on Saturday nights now, is just word searches. And uh, the category of this particular word search was the 90s. And I was looking at the words we had to find, and two of them were Columbine and the Oklahoma City bombing. And I was like, did nothing nice happen in the 90s? Like, what happened to the Rugrats or Love Fool by the Cardigans? This has got to remind me of this terrible school shooting that happened in 1999. I was, I was really... I really wanted to find Columbine for some reason, and I was so focused on it, like as, I, and I found it, and when I found it, I said, boom, Columbine! And that's the sound that guns make. <laughs> Wasn't thinking, that was inappropriate of me to do. Um, I saw a woman on BART with a button on her shirt that said, I am blind and deaf. And when I saw that, I thought, bullshit and I don't know what she would have to gain out of pretending to be blind and deaf, other than me staring at her for 20 minutes trying to figure out if she is indeed blind. Couldn't get to the bottom of it. And then a week later, I got an Uber, and when I got in the car, the driver did one of these. You know, the universal sign for I can't hear. And my driver was deaf, and I, like, my first thought was, I didn't know deaf people could drive cars. <laughs> Not because like they're incapable, but like I thought you would have to like hear sirens and stuff. Like I feel like that's an important part of driving. Apparently not. And I really like throughout the ride, I just kept. It was really uncomfortable for me because there wasn't the radio wasn't on, and when I was like, why isn't the ra oh right? Why would this guy need the radio? And then I was worried about whether or not I should say thank you at the end of the ride. Because I'm a polite guy, I appreciate manners, and I don't like to say thank you without a you're welcome. But I said it. I thanked him because he did. What is this? You giving me a beer? Back in black. Mm, all right. You want me to? You, you want me to do that now? Did you get that out of the vending machine? Yeah. That's a good vending machine beer. Um. 
And then after the ride, well, like I like towards the end, I like for some reason I thought maybe this guy is faking that he's deaf so he doesn't have to talk to people. And I realized this, like, I guess I just don't believe deaf people exist. Like, they're all just trying to get some, like, pull something over on me. Then I checked, uh, I went to go rate him, and he had 4.8 out of 5 stars, which I thought was kind of mean. Like, somebody, somebody had that guy as a driver and was like, this guy's never heard sounds before, but he wasn't a very good driver. 4 out of 5. Yeah, thank you so much. I saw a video on Facebook about this kid who has this terrible disease. Uh, he was born with it, and his body is just covered in blisters, and this is his life, and it's going to kill him by the time he's 25, and it's this horrible thing, and he's being a real good sport about it, and he's raising people's awareness about it for with, for with what little life he has, and I was like, dude, I'm aware. Thank you. Now I can't sleep. But I thought the weirdest part of the video was that this kid had braces. <clears throat> what, kind, what kind of a shitty orthodontist was like, I know you're going to die, kid, but we got to do something about that overbite. <laughs> All right, I'm done. Thank you, guys. Yay! Orthodontist trying to squeeze every penny out of people's children who are dying. Yay! That's a funny premise. Uh, hey everybody! Uh, are are we we've been having a lot of skips on the list because people maybe didn't understand that the happy hour is from six to seven forty-five and they couldn't read. Oh hey, can I put you up next? Can you nod in a happy way to that? All right, your next comedian just walked in the door. She loves cats as much as I do. In fact, she's written a joke for me which I love that ends in cats, 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 whiskey, PBR, cats. Put your hands together. It's a very funny Rachel Raphael. <laughs> I should, like, keep this one here and then, like, jerk the other two off. No? Um, I mean, it's, it, maybe, maybe on, on, on the 10 o'clock Ship of Fool show with Todd Farnham, I would do that. Not here. Uh, <laughs> uh, I'm just going to start, like, saying lies about things that I'll do at other people's shows. <laughs> like, at, like, at the main show, I'm just going to fuck someone on stage. It's really not going to happen. <laughs> ever. Um, uh... The joke I wrote for Pam that ends in cats, cats, whiskey, PBR cats, that's the entire joke. <laughs> and, and she always tells it wrong because it's cats, 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 whiskey, feminism, PBR cats. Because uh, like one of the four, like the fourth time I was here, I got drunk. And then after the show, I just went up to Pam and was like, I have a joke for you. And she's like, like to tell me or that I can say it. I'm like, uh. And it, I just was like, cats, 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 whiskey, cats. And she's like, I love it. <laughs> but she was saying it like, I'm like, you have the wrong inflection. <laughs> so, you know, <laughs> there's just a lot to, uh, oh, sorry. Sorry, dead skull thingy. Uh, so I just got off from work and then got on a bus. And now I'm here and not really sure what's going on. Um, you know, besides cats, uh, I've been, like, thinking about, like, okay, I mean, I don't even know if I'm, like, a comic, but I'm, like, okay, you know what? 
Like, if people are going to be like, oh, this person talks about that. Like, I'm fine with being a hack comic, like, who only talks about one thing, as long as it's ovarian tumors. <laughs> because that is just the weirdest fucking most confusing thing. Like, I'm a hack, and I'm teaching you about women's reproductive issues. Um, and what I also want to end, like, then I'm going to want something like, how long are you going to harp on the fact that you had benign ovarian tumors and now you're fine and just your stomach looks weird? And, and the answer is, you take the age that someone, because now I have half an ovary. I had two, then they got all weird, now I have half of one. So, so here's, it's a mathematical formula for how long I can like, use this, and it's the age a woman starts menopause, let's go with like 45, minus the age where when they took out one and a half of my ovaries, that was 28. So that's like a good like 15 years, and I know it's probably more than that. That's like a good 18 years I have to harp on this. Um, and the thing is, I'm looking for an apartment now, and one of my tumors had walls, so I really should have saved it so I could move in there. I could have rented out one section and then just lived in the other because I'm, I mean, I, honestly, like a benign tumor is probably nicer than some of the studios I've seen. Um, so now I just live with my parents for a bit. So, you know, who knows? Uh, is the horn, is the horn coming? Okay, well, I hope you all, all enjoyed the horn. Um, <laughs> Uh, I've decided to fight ignorance with ignorance or just ignorance with fucking with people. Uh, see, I'm Jewish, surprise. Uh, one of my cousins, she was wearing a Jewish star necklace and someone pointed at it and said, hey, are you a Hanukkah? <laughs> That's not how you're supposed to do that, in case you were wondering. And I told her just say yes, because I just wanted to see what was gonna happen the next time. Like if like, if like four or five people say, oh yeah, like act like that's normal, then the fifth time when someone's like, dude, what the fuck's wrong with you? They're gonna be like really believing in it. And it's, the like fight is gonna be crazier. But it's like, how limiting is that, that I'm just one holiday? Like, like fuck you, are all of you Christmases or Easter's or whatever? Like, what if I'm a Purim? And I said P-U-R-I-M, I didn't say porn. What if I'm Sukkot? What if I'm a Shamanana? And one of, only one of those have I made up. <laughs> Thanks. Shamanana, 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 Rachel Raphael, yay, and then yay. Uh, hey, your next comedian, he is here. He is young and he writes funny jokes. He, some, I, I love his rap delivery, and we'll see what happens with his other jokes. But I, I, he's a really good joke writer, you guys. Please listen to him, everybody. Put your hands together. It's Calvin Albright. This mic stand is just right. Uh, I, I'd like to begin, uh, begin by reading a text my friend sent me, and he does not a comic, so I'll give him some time. He's driving up to meet me right now and he sent, my wife and I are deciding when to tell our freeway he's adopted. That's a good joke. I don't fucking care what you guys think. Uh, <laughs> I'm wearing my favorite hoodie tonight and I had to stop wearing it for a while because I go to San Francisco State University 
And two weeks ago, an email got sent out that said, hey, there's been a sexual assault on campus. The perpetrator of said assault was wearing, was a tall white male, light skin, brownish hair, wearing a green hoodie. And I went, fuck, I can't wear that hoodie anymore. Which is the lightest way a sexual assault's ever affected anyone. <laughs> but I'm wearing it now. <laughs> so far, so good. I do have an alibi for that night. I wasn't about to just admit that I assaulted someone. <laughs> uh, but uh, uh, I, I'm on a... I'm at SFSU, and uh, on campus, you get a lot of people coming up and like trying to like sell you things or like, hey, join our cause. It's a you know, it's a college campus, and I've only donated to one because this African American gentleman came up to me and he appealed to the white guilt part of me and said, hey, we got the homogenization in the rap community is crazy and it's affecting the youth. And I it was like, okay, yeah. And he showed me all this stuff. And they're like, they're helping the schools out, and it's great. <laughs> And I gave, him a, I gave him $10, especially because as I was uh, about to, he, I was like, hey, is Wu-Tang all right? And he goes, hell yeah, Wu-Tang forever. That is how you get money from a white kid from the suburbs. <laughs> uh, a lot of people don't know if they're racist or not. I know I am. Because every conversation I have with an African-American gentleman, within five minutes, I somehow bring up rap. <laughs> I always somehow bring it up. I could be on the bus. He could be just a guy on the bus, just talking, and be like, oh, man, so yeah, how about that old dirty bastard? He sure can't sing. <laughs> but I'm black inside, guys, mainly because black's defined by the absence of light. Got that one on a technicality. <laughs> uh, <laughs> do some, let's do some quick jokes, you know. Old Spice, fuck that stuff. I want some new spices. <laughs> Uh, I bet the guy who named the cockroach had a weird-looking cock. Old Navy, <laughs> fuck that place. <laughs> Old Navy, fuck that place. I need a new Navy. <laughs> My brother tried to kill me last week. Uh, thank God he wasn't able, or I should say, I wasn't able. No Bible fans out there. <laughs> Old-fashioned, fuck that drink. I need a new-fashioned. I ran out of things that begin with the word old. Does anyone have any more? Fuck that guy. We need a new dirty bastard. He's dead. Old yeller. Old yeller. Fuck that dog. We need a you yeller. That dog got rabies and died. Old Navy. I, I, I did that one. But still, fuck that place. Old English. Old English. Fuck that drink. It's cheap and tastes like shit. We need a new English. Old school, fuck old school. People who learn from there are stupid, and that movie sucked. We need a new school. New old boy. <laughs> we did get a new old boy, and that movie sucked too, though. Uh, no, the old one was good. All in with that. That was fun. <laughs> Yay, Calvin Albright, riffing around with the audience. Hey, no one gives a shit at the happy hour. That's what it's for. I hope everybody's buying beers. I mean, beverages with and sodas with the uh, change from the machine. The beverage dispenser in the back. Uh, hey, guys, uh, we've had some people that maybe have been confused about what was happening. So we have more people coming in. And right now, you are in for a treat. 
you don't even understand how rad it's going to be. Oh, it's you. Dude, this is your intro. You're in here for your own intro. He's like, he's like so cool. He's like the comedian that's like, yeah, I'm really funny. Yeah, you know, like, sometimes people book me, but every time they do, it's fucking awesome. So you guys should book this guy more. Like, if everybody hasn't booked him lately, you should do that, because he's fucking hysterical. And I feel sad that I only get to give him four minutes right now, but please, slap your meat paws together. It's Dwat Mai! You fuck! You seem so shitty! You drive me crazy! Hello, hello. Uh, you know, after, after uh, uh, an intro like that, I feel like I can't fuck up anymore. You know? I, got, I feel like... Pam, you, you build me up way too much. Um, I'm like the, uh, like that helium, Led Zeppelin thing, you know, that blew up because it was inflated, you know? I feel like you've inflated me. You've inflated me, Pam. Folks, uh, don't listen to Pam. Pam doesn't know what she's talking about. I'm, I'm an open micer just like you guys. I write dumb jokes, and when nobody laughs, I, I go across the street and I buy some more liquor. And, and I'm filled with fireball. Um, you know, I was, I was gonna say something else when I got up here. Um, I was gonna say young men, uh, young women, especially young women, uh, watch out for young men. We, we can't be trusted. We, we have nipples, but we don't breastfeed. And why, why is that? Because when we're, we were developing in a mother's womb, we were supposed to be a woman, but then our genes told us to be a man. Wrong. I mean, right, right, it is right. <laughs> and that's why we're men. Anyways, I'm gonna tell you guys, I figured it out. I, uh, I know why we have pubic hair. Uh, really? Yeah. I have to know. So, so that when we're naked and we're uh, eating a cookie, the crumbs won't hit the floor. <laughs> well, yeah, well, it's not that bad, I guess. Um, Kind of awkward here. I've been smoking weed all day. Yeah. You know, I bought a vape pen, and I told myself I'll put the vape pen aside after I hit it one time in the morning. But then I, I, I put, I placed it in my pocket, and I carried it everywhere with me. And Sponsored by Pringles. Yeah. Pringles. Yeah, yeah. But like, I'm not an eater. You know, I'm more of a druggie. You know, so uh, it would be cool if I had a Pringle full of like those vape pens. But I got the vape pen, <laughs> and I it was a lot. All I do is smoke now. I got it in my car. I left it in my car on purpose because I told myself I can't like, like just keep smoking it. You know? The guy said it'll last a week, and then like a day after I got it, it was like more than halfway down. And I'm like, well, this guy probably doesn't smoke as much as I do. <laughs> I should ask him how much they smoke and then ask him how long it lasted them, but who knows? Who knows? I don't know anymore. I uh, smoke weed. Uh, I, I smoke weed and I uh, watch TV, uh, which means I'm no longer a couch potato. I'm a baked potato. <laughs> and that's a joke I did like four years ago, and I told myself I would never do it again. And <laughs> here I am doing stupid jokes. I said, oh, this is what's going to get me on HBO. If I was, if I was going to do like an HBO special, I would do all my dumb jokes, you know. I got a name for my first album. I got to come up with an album. My first album is going to be called uh, My Back Hurts. And uh, my second album is going to be called My Back Still Hurts, But I Got Physical Therapy. <laughs> and it only hurts once in a while now. Maybe once in a while. Does anybody play guitar in here? You guys play guitar? Uh, I, I play guitar because it's the only chance I get to pluck G-strings. 
And those are the dumb jokes that Dwight Mai's telling these days. He's gonna get on HBO one of these days telling guitar string, E string jokes. Um, anyways, guys, it was good for me to be here. Uh, I'm gonna go across the street and do what you think I'm gonna do. And good night, ladies and gentlemen. Pam! Dwight Mai! He's gonna be on Comedy Central soon. Hawking hot dogs or something else he's going to get from across the street. I, uh, I think that the Puerco tostadas are the best thing to get from across the street. Uh, Two fifty, and the pork, they really load it on. It's really delicious. Hey, uh, your next comedian is also a delicious human being. He has a show here all the time, uh, some, Thursday, some Wednesdays and uh, Saturdays whenever he books them here at the station. Uh, it's called Hired Killers. And if you haven't uh, checked it out on Facebook, then you're dumb, all right? He's a very funny man. Put your hands together. It's Ben Lupinetti. Thank you all for coming to my press conference that I called to address my recent sex scandal rumors. It's true. I have not been having any sex lately. I want to apologize to you all. I am retiring from politics to spend more time with a family I still haven't started. Good. Now I've got entertaining you out of the way. Aha! Uh, quick announcement just to start things off. If anybody finds a wallet that was dropped in here, I say keep it, because maybe whoever dropped it is rich and you can use their credit cards. Something to keep in mind. Um, I decided to quit drinking recently, but you can still get totally fucked up on solids, guys. Believe me. <laughs> Liquids are just amateur hour as far as getting fucked up. Uh, I got way too sober the other night, and I hooked up with this magician. She gave me a sleight of hand job. Ah, yay! <laughs> I'm gonna start drinking again. That's not... One day I truly hope to be thought of as wasting my talent rather than wasting my potential. Oh. Yeah, that'd be. <laughs> uh, I gotta say, I think it's a little unfair that new comics seem to get so much attention. Pe attention people are excited about. Oh, you're a new comic. We're gonna welcome up a new comic to the stage. Yeah. Well, he's probably not good yet, right? <laughs> Surgeons don't get that kind of treatment. <laughs> you have to have been doing it for a while and have some success for people to be excited about. It's like, oh, you just graduated med school last week. Can you cut open our three-year-old? He has heart problems. Imagine getting operated on by a doctor who would one day be great at being a doctor. I, uh... Sometimes you'll be driving down the side of the road and you'll see billboards advising you not to text and drive. Billboards telling you not to take your eyes off the road. What I'm saying is we deserve 9-11, moving on. Um, I was cleaning my apartment the other night to feel in control of something, and uh, 
it was nice. I said to myself, I'm still frightened of the future, but man, these stovetops have never been cleaner. <laughs> Working at my childhood on some Lysol. Um, I was thinking about decorating my apartment. I settled on just dropping a bunch of acid in my room. <laughs> I said to myself, these walls aren't blank. They can be anything I want them to be. By the way, if anybody here is a decorator, I am looking to buy some decorations <laughs> for like six people because I'm going to have a crazy night by myself. The other day, I meditated while I was heating up a frozen pizza. Oh, I'm sorry, Heckles the Clown wants me to get off. I'll uh, finish this up. Um, I meditated while I was heating up a frozen pizza because I'm trying to meet enlightenment halfway, you know? It's like Nirvana, DiGiorno, somehow it'll all even out. My therapist told me I have control issues and I asked her, how did you get the ball gag off? You guys ever get a background check for your jobs? You ever get a background check at a place you've already been working at for four months? What are you going to find out at that point? Like, how much I've been jizzing in the coffee pot? You don't want to know. Always end on jizz jokes, guys. I've been Ben Lupinetti. Thanks for listening. You guys have a great night. Jizz in the coffee pot, Ben Lupinetti. Wow. Coffee jizz. Fun times. Um... We had a couple people disappear, so it's going to be, hey, he's going to be surprised when I say his name, but he's sitting right there in his little plaid shirt. Are you wearing shorts or pants today? How, how, shorts. Oh, very nice. Back to the, back to the regular thing. Um, he, he's a brunch server, which means he's a saint, you guys, all right? So you need to clap wildly because it's the only thing he gets. They don't give him enough tips when you serve brunch. <laughs> Put your hands together. It's Chris Knetzer! <laughs> All right. Um, where are my weed smokers? Yeah, of course, outside. Where are my weed dealers? God damn it. Yeah, I stopped smoking weed today because uh, I, no, because I ran out of weed. So uh, if you just don't want to be recorded but are a weed dealer, I'm in really dire straits. Um, yeah, yeah. Well, we don't have to record the deal. I'm just recording, recording this. Uh, I really miss my last girlfriend. And when I say last girlfriend, I don't mean just most recent. I think that's the last one. Uh, it's the final one. I'm good. Uh, I left her in Austin. And um, whoever said distance makes the heart grow fonder is wrong. The quotation actually is absence makes the heart grow fonder. Also wrong. Oh my gosh. What? Where does this come from? How much does it cost? I'm happy to pay. Aw, oh, man. See, this is. Oh. Oh. Thank you very much. That makes me, uh, makes me so happy. It's going to make it so much easier to get through actual brunch tomorrow morning. 
at 7 a.m. New Village Cafe, Polk Street, between Pine and California. Come on down for your $6 breakfast, $8 with coffee. Uh, keeping it real out there. Well, anyways, what was I talking about? Oh, yeah, that joke is busted. Um, but it's, it's hard for me to move on uh, from my last relationship. I know that she's moved on because my ex-girlfriend is a prostitute. Uh, thank you. Been, been looking for the humor in that for some time. Uh, you have to be really strong to date a prostitute. You can't be jealous. Uh, you can't be a jealous person. I better put this in my pocket before something goes terribly wrong. I, um, I would only get hurt from time to time. Usually when my girlfriend would come home from work exhausted and I would massage her feet, which in retrospect was stupid because the only part she wasn't using. Um, and I would, I would hold her as she drifted off to sleep. I would spoon her to sleep. And sometimes in her sleep, she would fart. And, uh, and those farts would smell like cologne. No, I know, it's sad. It's very sad because uh, when gentlemen are calling on ladies of the night, they're not dousing their genitals in cologne. It's from their wrists. Yeah. yeah, you don't need the you don't need the gesture. It's kind of a it's kind of a cute anal fisting joke without the gesture. <laughs> but with the gesture, it's just gritty Frisco kind of. I don't know. I don't know if I care for it. Um, I'm 43 years old now, and I find that in my uh, in my growing age, I'm only attracted to prostitutes anymore. Uh, I just. I feel like there's something very honest about a whore, and uh, I use the term, thank you, yeah, I use the term whore with affection. I absolutely love whores, uh, you know, and, and love is an action, it's not an emotion, it's an action. Good enough for JC, good enough for me, right? And I would hang out with lepers, too, if we hadn't cured it. <laughs> but I'm doing my part, I spend a lot of time at comedy open mics. Now, this is the golden age of prostitution, if you look around. The oldest profession informs the newest trends in fashion. Go stand on the corner of Union Square at 2 a.m. tonight. You'll see dozens of small groups of women huddled together, wearing mini skirts, exposed thongs, and stilettos. But you won't know which are the women and which are the working women. It's impossible to tell them apart anymore until you get very, very close to them and the whores will talk to you. They're really nice. It's true. Try it. Geary and Powell. And the thing is, I used to be attracted to quote unquote normal women. Uh, I love women, I respect all women. But I find it sad that many of the women I know don't respect themselves enough to charge for sex how little they must think of their bodies to just give them away. And I don't mean to come off as conservative, but I'm tired of all the free rides. I only fuck for money. I pay you, you pay me, doesn't matter. Keep it professional, nobody's fucking for free. This is the United States of America. You don't get anything good in this country for free. Imagine how funny this might be if you had paid. 
Ladies, you have to charge for sex. You have to start charging for sex. If you're in a relationship, just a nominal fee. See how it improves things. Trust me, he's thinking about whores too. You don't have to say anything, just charge him 10, 20 bucks. I think you'll see things improve. And my single friends, especially my younger single friends, I know you're in your fucking primes, you wanna fuck all the time, but you're so tired of the emotional baggage, you're always telling me over coffee, I just wanna keep it simple. I really like him, I really like her, but I just wanna keep it simple. What's more simple than 100 bucks? <laughs> Try it. <laughs> Thank you very much. And thanks for the weed. Yay, Chris Knauser, yay. yay! It's happy hour here at mutinyradio.fm. Uh, coming up next is going to be Pam Tassis Comedy Clubhouse. It's a book show. It's going to be amazing. We have the amazing comedy. Uh, of, we, have, we have seven comedians on the bill tonight, and it's going to rock. Uh, we've got Sean McKenzie, uh, David Roth, Brandon Stokes, Zach Chapeloni, Steve Poggi, Richard Toomer, and I'm missing one, and I feel like a dick. But that's cool. They're going to be up at 8 o'clock, so it's very exciting. But next, we have our first, uh, our second lady of the evening. She uh, signed up on the list, and we're very excited every time she comes by to do jokes. Hey, guys, put your hands together. It's happy hour. It's Maggie Beasley. <laughs> The dented one. It's been thrown around a bit. Um, when I was walking here, I saw a couple of like movie poster type things on the side of a building, and one of them wasn't for a movie. It was for like those advertisements about um, like when you get caught drunk driving or whatever. And it was like you just blew ten thousand dollars. And then next to it was the Steve Jobs movie poster. And immediately my brain was like, blow Steve Jobs. Blow him. Blow Steve Jobs. Not like actually blow him, but my brain was just like, blow Steve Jobs. That's all you're seeing. Um, I thought that. And then I was also like, it would be like, if you were blowing Steve Jobs, you'd be blowing like a million dollars. I don't know. I feel like Dr. Evil when he comes back. And he's like, I won $1 million. Like, I don't know what a lot of money would be. I don't know how much money Steve Jobs has. I'm broke. Um, I'm one of those people that, like, I don't know how to accept compliments. I mean, cat, like, cat calls. I don't know how to accept cat calls. Um, like, this. Like, this, I don't know how to accept this. Like. Like, you're just, like, licking your lips at me. Like, I don't know how to receive that. All you're conveying to me is, like, I, I can give you some chapstick. <laughs> like, this isn't going to go anywhere. I, I feel uncomfortable like this. Like, I don't know how to receive this. Like, a guy, like, pumping down his window and being like, hey, you beautiful. You are beautiful. Beautiful. Like, I don't know how to receive that. Like, number one. You sound so drunk, sir. Like, give me your keys. <laughs> like, I don't feel like you should be behind the wheel. This doesn't seem safe right now. And number two, like, if you're trying to tell me that you think I'm beautiful, like, really, 
all you're making me feel is at risk. <laughs> like I feel, I feel in danger. Like I should have 911 ready. It's not. I don't know about these cat calls. Um, shit. What else was that? Oh, I remember. Then after I didn't like respond, I walked away. He was like, "Bitch doesn't even smile." Like. <laughs> Like, I'm, you're right, I should smile. Everybody's always like, you should, gr like, girl, you should smile more. You never know whose day you're gonna change. And I'm like, I'm just trying to, like, get away. Like, uh, the other day I tried to smile at someone to be nice. I tried to be, like, what they say, you know, brighten someone's day. And uh, I, like, got off the bar, I'm walking down the street, guy kind of smiled at me, I smiled back to be polite. And, uh, and he goes, you wanna fuck? <laughs> just like, just like, you wanna fuck? like, I was trying to be nice. I was trying to be nice. You turned into something weird. Now I have to walk like the next five blocks home and hope you don't follow me. <laughs> like, girls can't just smile. And inevitably after this, someone's gonna be like, that's sexist. Not all guys are like that. You're being sexist. And I've had someone tell me that after a joke before. And I'm like, I'm not saying guys are all sexist, but there's like too many out there doing that. <laughs> there's like too much, too much of a group out there still doing that. Anyways, thanks guys. <laughs> yay, yay, Maggie Beasley, yay! You're right. Well, you're you're really pretty, and all boy. I mean, I'm sure that weird dudes are gonna be like, "Oh, she smiled at me. I want to fuck her." Look, she smiled at me. That means no one gives those dudes eye contact. So you're missing it right there. Don't give them eye contact. When guys are digging in the street for crack, like in the cracks on the street in the tenderloin, don't make eye contact with them. It's a black hole vortex that will ruin you and take you into a terrible place. You'll never be found again. It's gonna be really rough. But you guys, clap your hands again for the very funny Maggie Beasley, yay! Maggie Beasley, Maggie Beasley, yay! I enjoy it every time that you're here. All right, here we go, you guys. Uh, we have a couple people left. There are people that didn't realize that this was a six day. It's 7.45 open mic, and they thought they were, thought it's gonna be funny when they show up and eight o'clock hour, I'm like, oh no, it's a real show, you dummies. Uh, but hey, our next comedian, I've never heard him before, or maybe I have, but I was blackout drunk. Put your hands together, it's Jesse Warren. Hey guys, um, you haven't heard me before. I'm new at this, um, but after that one guy said that joke about new comics and you guys all laughed, <laughs> I felt real nervous. Maggie, I'm sorry about the whole like wanna fuck thing, but you smiled at me. <laughs> Shouldn't have smiled at me. <laughs> um, I just started this two weeks ago, and I didn't know that the audience of open mic nights were just primarily like other <laughs> open mic people. It's cool though. I thought I thought there'd be like way more like 18-year-old girls here. That's what I'm doing. That's what I thought I was getting into, but there's fewer of them. Uh, that's cool. Uh, I'm gonna talk about Jamba Juice. So I. <laughs> So I went into Jamba Juice the other day, and I placed an order, and I put my change in the tip jar, 
And the guy looks at me and he says, tip, tip, hooray. And I didn't know what to do with that. I was caught off guard. So I said, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then I, I walked away because that's how you handle crazy people. And I was waiting for my carrot juice to be made. And another guy orders, tips the guy. And he also goes, tip, tip, hooray. So I think, whoa, this guy's not just a crazy person. This guy's required by, jo by Jamba Juice to say this every time. That's a crazy thing, which means because it's because it, this is a crazy thing because this means that somewhere there is a meeting dedicated to discussing the merits of saying tip, tip, hooray at like a Jamba Juice headquarters. There's a gathering of grown men dedicated to discussing the subject matter. And that's, that's the world we live in. It's a crazy thing. I'd do anything to be in that meeting because anything would go in that meeting, right? You could suggest anything and it'd have to be taken seriously because, because the whole meeting is dedicated to discussing the val validity of saying tip, tip, hooray. I could stop the meeting and I could say, hey, instead of saying tip, tip, hooray, we should list off as many brands of yogurt as we know, as many of them, Danon, uh, Chinobi, Chibani. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, 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 Faye, Gogurt, Gogurt, drinkable yogurt. Um, list off as many drinkable yogurts as you know. Keep uh, <laughs> no, that's that's not yogurt. That's some animals. I am getting really nostalgic up here right now. Um, I could you could require the person who's tipping to name at least one species of finch. Otherwise. Otherwise, you take th their tip and you throw it back at their face. Fuck you! You should have named a finch. <laughs> I was thinking about <laughs> I was thinking like Darwin's finches, but uh, both of those are they're good finches. <laughs> um, I thought this was gonna be three minutes. How many minutes was uh? Okay, so I have. Less than a minute to talk about something. Hey, man. Um, <laughs> I've never done crowd work before. I think I think I need to. I've been seeing. I've been hanging out at these open mics now. I feel like I need to get a beard. I need to be more bearded or more mustached. Wear fewer tech tees. More, more uh, checkered shirts. Uh, drink coffee at wildly inappropriately times. Do you guys know that that's a thing that you guys are all doing? Not all of you, but it's a, it seems to be a theme. And Thank you so much. Jesse Warren! Holy shit, give this guy some coffee or some drugs. We don't know what's going to happen later tonight. He might dress up like a techie and... And to do push-ups somewhere or something. That's the thing about being a comedian. You need to look dumpy as shit and have a big pot belly and be a loser. Don't, don't go go up there with your six-pack and your big old muscles and be like, Oh, I'm a comedian. Uh, feel sorry for me. They're like, you're getting chicks left and right, dude. You don't have to tell jokes for it. Uh, I didn't mean to be that kind. I, I have a boyfriend. I'm not interested. But you do have a lovely physique. I gotta say, kind sir. You're looking good on stage. So... Keep being funny and doing your thing. Your next comedian, he's new. He's one of the last people up here tonight. Put your hands together. It's Adam Strawbridge. Hi, 
Hi, guys. Is tech tees like a term you guys use? For the t-shirts you wear? That's really gross. That makes me mad. Um, my last name is Strawbridge, as in a bridge made of straw. I did some research and found out my ancestors were like a proud Scottish clan whose greatest enemy was the big bad wolf. He huffed and puffed and raped and pillaged the entire town. Times were tough. Um, no, apparently straw comes from some like ancient Norse word that means ambiguously homosexual. Most people when they meet me assume I'm gay because they've seen me and they've heard me talk and there's no reason not to really. But uh, I, like, I like girls, I think. It's just tough because I think what happens is like my mind is straight and the, my body is very gay. And there's not always a lot of teamwork betwixt the two. Like I'll be in line at a Starbucks thinking about the barista's boobs but with like this posture. Like the hip girl. <laughs> that doesn't translate on radio, I don't think. Um, the worst one is like late at night, like in the evening, and I'm getting ready to watch some like, you know, like some girl on girl videos or something, but then my fingers betray me and I accidentally type in hot muscle stud interracial 69. And then I have to jerk off to that for the next four and a half minutes. Just look at my boyfriend, like, can you believe this? <laughs> That's silly. I live in a tenement in Chinatown. It's okay. Um, one of my neighbors has like really loud sex, which wouldn't ordinarily bother me, but he just sounds very weird when he comes. Cause like most guys like exclaim something, it's like like a utterance, but he like speaks with like full sentences, with clauses and punctuation. He sounds like 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 Thomas Jefferson writing a letter. It's really weird. I was thinking about it. I think I sound more like a reporter from the twenties, like on a hot scoop sending telegrams. Like, holy shit, stop! About to come, stop! Mm, stop! I'll call you. Stop. And I don't call. Usually don't call. Um, you guys know the Koch brothers? Those billionaires that like, found the Republican Party? I like to think that not only do they make all their contributions together, but they do like everything together. <laughs> like they wake up in side-by-side -side twin beds with matching pajamas. They share like a bowl of Fruit Loops and fight over who gets to do the crossword on the back of the box. They watch scary movies at night, like on the couch, like hugging each other, cheek to cheek, watching the screen. Charles always gets way more scared than David, but pretends to be brave. <laughs> it makes their evilness a little more palatable. Um, I was, I'm not very religious. I don't, I wasn't related religiously. I don't really like s get into it too much, but I was, you know, I had a, a weird experience the other day. People see like the Virgin Mary and like their toast or like Jesus and like the toilet paper. But I realized the other day, like, it was really hot and I had just masturbated nude and the sweat stain I left on my sheets looked like a penis. <laughs> so maybe there is a higher power is all I'm saying. Um, I got a little bone to pick with the Bay Area Rapid Transit Association with the BART because their cute little motto is BART dot 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 and you're there. But they mean BART comma and you're there because they're trying to say like you take the BART and then you're just there. But ironically, I think BART dot 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 does actually more express the experience of taking a BART. You get on the BART and two hours later, the cops are detaining a homeless man in a tutu. <laughs> and then you're in West Oakland. <laughs> All right, let's wrap this up. Um, I was raised by a Jewish mother, so I have to see a therapist now. Uh, it's really inconvenient. I don't think it works, to be honest. I disagree with my therapist on pretty much everything. Like, I am convinced the reason I can only get an erection around Jewish girls is because the first time I got a boner was my grandmother's shiva. But my therapist insists because I have unresolved attraction to my mom. 
And I'm like, dude, I hate my mom. I literally think about how much I hate her and her hair and her clothes and her perfume every night before I go to bed. So swing and a miss, Dr. Feinstein. Um, he's like, you have self-loathing tendencies. And I'm like, yeah, I'm spending $300 an hour to have some old Jew criticize me. Get that from my uncle for free. All right, thanks, guys. I'm out of here. Uh, hey guys, that's pretty much it for the happy hour unless there's some other comedians uh, that want to go up that are here right now because the other ones didn't realize that the, it was from 6 to 8. They were going to show up here for the showcase and be like, eh, I'm in the middle of the showcase. I'm be like, no, you fucking can't read the internet, you dumb bitch. <laughs> Did you not get it? One of them's a guy and one of them's a girl, but they're both dumb bitches. It's fine. Does anybody else want to do jokes? I don't give a fuck. I don't want to do jokes. I don't, have, I don't have a shit thing to say. Well, then let's listen to music until 8 o'clock. Stick around for Pamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse. It's only five bucks. We're going to have an amazing uh, lineup tonight. Brandon Stokes, David Roth, Sean McKenzie. There's blank spaces in there. Zach Chapeloni, Steve Poggi, and Richard Toomer. Yay! So uh, come on back or stay here. Smoke cigarettes. Do what you got to do. Uh, if anybody does want to get a set in the next period of time, just tap me on the shoulder and I'll fuck with the microphones and let you do it. Because I don't give a fuck about the happy hour. Do we know about that? Do we get that yet? This is actually, and I told people at the beginning, I'm very, very nice on Mondays with Joke Workshop. And I'm always very, very nice when I host. And when I do joke um, happy hour, I'm just going to be a cunt face because I need to practice as part of my comedy. I need to be a bitch. I need to be able to just break it out when I have to. I need to be able to make fun of people. I need to make fun of their beards and their stupid skateboards that are mechanical. And fuck what is wrong with those people that can spend $1,800 on a mechanical skateboard. I mean, fuck those people. Honestly, learn how to ride a skateboard for real. And if you're fat on one of those fucking mechanical skateboards, I will chase you down on my regular skateboard and I will knock you out off your skateboard and I'll beat you up and I'll say you are a fucking asshole you fat fuck learn how to skate for real you poser and let's listen to some more music and then there'll maybe more comedy blah blah blah
Radio.fm. Flat black plastic for you.
carried it around with me for days and days, playing little games, like not looking at it for a whole day, and then looking at it to see if I still liked it. I did!
I repeat myself when under stress. 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 I repeat. The more I look at it, the more I like it. I do think it's good. The fact is, no matter how closely I study it, no matter how I take it apart, no matter how I break it down, it remains consistent. I wish you were here to see it! This is Robert Fripp from King Crimson. Whenever I'm in San Francisco, I listen to Flat Black Plastic on MutinyRadio.fm.
With Sound Chaser, and before that, The Fish, before that, Indiscipline by Ken Crimson, a little bit of Starless. Two started off with the Metallica, Jump with the Fire, and No Remorse. (laughs) 